0: Hello, and welcome to the final part of Step 1, questions 41 through 61. Acceptance. Acceptance means to admit to and reconcile ourselves to a situation or circumstance. Acceptance is a recovery concept that can work wonders in our lives. In order to achieve acceptance, we must work through many different emotions, such as anger, shame, sadness, helplessness, grief, and self-pity. If we need or want change, we must first accept ourselves, and then others, exactly as they are. This does not mean we approve of or are happy with what is going on in our lives, or that we must give up our hopes, dreams, and desires. Acceptance means we acknowledge our present circumstances, so we can figure out what to do to take care of ourselves, and set necessary and healthy boundaries. Repressing or denying our feelings could cause us anguish and torment. Acceptance brings relief, freedom, and growth which allows us to live life on life's terms. The addiction problem of those we love has strongly affected us because our relationship and the quality of our lives have changed. As a result, we may feel confused, disappointed, resentful, or frustrated. If we accept these feelings and deal with them, we may find we are strengthened in faith and self-care. We learn to accept love, support, nurturing and comfort from others and our higher power. We ask our higher power to help us change the things we can and the wisdom and clarity to make the right choices when we strive for perfection in ourselves and expect it in others we may think we have failed if our expectations are not met step one reminds us to accept ourselves and others as we are today this invites us to practice humility in order to move forward in our recovery by immersing ourselves in the needs of others we may have lost sight of who we are lowering our self-esteem and affecting our individual choices Becoming aware of our entitlement to our own opinions, beliefs, limitations, and strengths gives us freedom. Accepting and loving ourselves for who we are will enable us to grow and change. The less we try to manage others' lives, the more effective we become in our own. If we are accepting of others and the things around us, we can simply be ourselves. Learning that addiction is a disease offers us a new understanding and suggests that compassion can replace anger and hurt. We may spend our time wishing things were different but we must accept the fact that we have no power over another human being. No matter how harsh reality is, we can learn to accept each new day with confidence. We need to care enough for ourselves to give up the struggle over which we have no control. We may have tried many things, such as keeping score, pointing the finger, and blaming others in order to keep from feeling so much pain. Accepting addiction as an illness helps us realize we cannot win the battle over someone else's addiction, but instead we can seek recovery for ourselves through Naranan. Question number 41, how can practicing acceptance in all of my affairs contribute to a better way of life? Well it's stupid to fight reality, acceptance is the only thing that makes sense. Number 42, how can I allow my loved ones to find their own path as I am finding mine? I can make sure they know I am here if they need my guidance, and that I love them, but they are free to find their own path. Number 43, if nothing changes, nothing changes. What does the statement mean to me? We have to do something, change something about ourselves or nothing in our life will change. Number 44, in what ways am I beginning to see that expecting perfection in myself or others is unrealistic? I need to be more flexible, even with health and safety. Number 45, am I ready to stop punishing myself for past failures and start now with a new beginning? Yes, I think I am ready. I need to stop being a broken record and stop repeating myself. I've already imparted everything I need to impart. It's time to take a step back and stop living in fear. Number 46. Am I able to accept myself for who I am? I want to. I'm not sure if I'm 100% there. Number 47. What can I do to accept myself for who I am? I want to believe that I am where I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to do at this moment, instead of feeling like I am failing somewhere. I don't like feeling like I should be doing something else and not even knowing what that is. Number 48, how did I feel when I heard addiction is a disease? I understand it, but it's hard for me to grasp how they have no control to say no. Number 49, am I able to accept that addiction is a disease? If not, why not? To a large extent, yes, but I still struggle with the free will part, especially when someone went through recovery and is clean for a long time and they choose to buy drugs. Number 50, as a person who loves an addict, What do I need to understand about addiction? I need to understand where their conscience fits into all of this. How can they so readily betray the trust of those who love them? Just saying I can't help it doesn't satisfy Makes me mad. Number 51, if I am able to accept that addiction is a disease, how will this change the way I feel and react to the addict in my life? I would have less anger for relapses. Number 52, how has accepting this fact changed my perspective of addiction? I want to accept it fully and find a way to still hold him accountable for his actions. A member shares a story of unmanageability. Most people involved with an addict have a tremendous amount of fear, especially of the unknown. What will happen if I accept the fact I cannot save the addict? Will they die? Will they become homeless and destitute? Will their life be desperate and lonely? Addicts live lives of desperation and pain, In our efforts to save them we may prolong the agony. We all have choices to make in life that are difficult and painful. I choose to accept the addict as in the hands of a higher power, and he is not mine to save. I accept he may be lost to me forever, but that is his choice to make. I accept completely that everything I did to keep him from suffering the consequences of his behavior only served to keep him active in his disease. The realization that all my help had only caused more pain released me to begin to save myself. Today, I accept responsibility for my part and everything that happens in my life. I accept I can only control my own thoughts and actions, and trying to control anyone else's life is useless. Acceptance of the principles of recovery has given me freedom from despair. Detachment One of the most difficult concepts for non members to accept is detachment. We fear it means we need to stop loving and caring for the addict. We are afraid to abandon the addict when they need us most. Understanding how to detach with love can help us overcome our fears. In Naranon, we learn we need to let go of caretaking, not caring. Detaching and letting the addict suffer the consequences of their behavior is the first step toward our recovery. Some of us cling to the idea we can save the addict long after it has become obvious our efforts are in vain. We may become resentful and full of rage, which can cause harm to our family, the addict, and ourselves. Detaching with love means to let go and allow others the dignity to make their own choices and decisions. We can let them deal with and learn from the consequences of their actions. It is the way to face reality and grow. Detachment saves our sanity and gives us strength to be present for our family and friends who suffer with us. Our role changes from doing things for others to being an example for our own recovery. We detach when we are ready, and now we learn to love enough to let go. Question number 53. What is the difference between detaching with love and attaching with love? I think I need to stop telling him what to do. Respect his journey is his own, and that is detaching with love. Number 54. Does detaching mean I just don't care anymore? No, it doesn't. Number 55. Is my emotional well-being in any way dependent on the behavior of another? It shouldn't be. Number 56. What is causing me to feel stuck or trapped? and unable to detach. I worry he will feel unloved, alone, depressed, or hopeless. Number 57. Detaching also means letting go of fear, of the need to control, of trying to do too much, or of holding on too tightly. In what way does detachment from the addict's problems give me freedom? It frees me to live my own life, not his. Number 58. Are there activities I find interesting that would help me to detach? What are they? I like reading, putting together photo albums, genealogy research, and making simple jewelry. I think I could spend more time doing those things. Here are some suggestions to help us detach. Recognize when reacting makes us feel anxious, angry, afraid, or confused. Do whatever it takes to relax and gain some serenity and peace of mind. Avoid suppressing feelings. Instead, feel them. Grieve if necessary, or talk to someone about whatever we are feeling. Learn how to take care of ourselves. Do activities we like. Do something we've always wanted to do. Ask ourselves if detaching would help us manage our lives better. Make our own lives a priority. Boundaries. Setting boundaries is another tool we can use to take care of ourselves. Boundaries are not punishments we deal out with someone else in response to their poor behavior or poor choices. They are not decisions we use to manipulate the addict into recovery. Boundaries are decisions we make to keep our lives more manageable. They are the limits we set for ourselves in determining what we will and will not accept in our lives, our homes, and in our heads. We may start out with a small boundary, such as not accepting certain behaviors from the addict. We may decide we will not engage in arguments and walk away when we realize we are slipping into that kind of behavior. It is important to make our boundaries for the right reasons. Boundaries may come slowly, but when setting them for the addict and ourselves, we need to make sure we are ready and willing to keep them. Boundaries are not set in stone. We are free to explain to others that these are our boundaries today, and we have a right to change them as we continue to learn and grow in our recovery. What works for us today may not work for us in the future. Question number 59. Am I ready to set boundaries? Am I ready and able to enforce them? Yes, I am. But I have found that I have a hard time enforcing them 100% of the time. He has a way of badgering me into doing things I don't want to do. Not too long ago, he wanted $3, which I sent him electronically, even though I have a rule about not sending him money. Number 60. Am I learning to set my boundaries for the right reasons? Not to manipulate the addict into recovery, but to restore myself to sanity? Yes, I am. Number 61. Can I be flexible if it becomes appropriate to change a boundary? Yes, I think I can be. A member shares a Step 1 story. Until I heard Step 1, it never occurred to me. I was powerless. My actions were all dictated by love, fear, anxiety, and the feeling that I knew best. The problems I had were because the situation around me did not change or improve, and no one listened to me. I also did not realize that by constantly trying to control someone else, I completely lost myself, making my life totally unmanageable. At first it was not easy to understand that if the addict stopped using, my life would not necessarily return to normal again. I continued to be controlling because it was a role I had played throughout my life. It was actually a relief to understand there were others who had walked in my shoes and handled similar situations in the same, ineffective ways. If I admitted my actions and tried to understand and change them, my life could improve. Through step one, I am able to understand I am not responsible for everything and everyone around me. When I choose to lose myself in someone else's problems, I am missing out on living my own life. When I am able to see beyond the addictive behaviors and recognize them as a symptom of a disease, I free myself to once again love and respect the person I used to know for all of their other qualities. We are a sum of our parts and do not deserve to be labeled or judged. I am then free to remember the positives and stop dwelling on the negatives. I begin to understand my part in the chaos of my life and want to reclaim myself. I see that I too have a disease, and my symptoms include trying intensely to control and manipulate people, places, and things around me that I find uncomfortable. Once I accept that I can only change and control my own behaviors, my recovery from my disease can begin. Summary of Step 1 Step 1 encourages us to admit we are powerless over someone we love, and to recognize and accept that our lives have become unmanageable. This is not always easy. We are offered a better way to live through working the 12 steps and incorporating them into our lives. Sometimes we do not think we are moving forward fast enough. Remember, your recovery process belongs to you. Do not try to copy another member's progress. Do not compare your progress with another member, and do not get discouraged when you think you have taken a step backward. Look only to where you were and where you are now. There is always growth. Try to not let this first step be overwhelming, but let it sink into your everyday life as each concept is revealed. Most importantly, take your time with the process and let it become part of who you are. By accepting step one, our lives start to improve, not because there is a shift in the uncontrollable, but because there is a shift in our behavior. Acceptance gives us choices and freedom to live our own lives. The freedom we find through the acceptance of step one and our surrender of control is truly the start of our own personal recovery. This is a new beginning, and we are learning a new way to live and a new way of dealing with our feelings. As we try to understand and apply the principles of Narinan and use the tools of the program to help us through our everyday lives, we realize the path to recovery is a complex process. We move forward one step at a time. My own reflection on step one. I know I wanted to be able to say I did everything I could do to help Joseph so that it wouldn't be my fault. I wanted to exhaust every resource out of love to fix him. Because if I did nothing, it would seem to me that I didn't care. But I know that's not true. I know someone needs to decide for themselves to commit to being clean and healthy. No one else can make them. I hoped he would find the spark of inspiration he needed at one of the many treatment centers I made him go to, but ultimately I'm not responsible for whether he will be inspired and change his life. Thank you for completing Step 1 with me. Join me next time as I move on to Step 2.